Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Big stories. Big guests. The Big Picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Well, certainly this isn't the first story of a professional league folding, and it probably won't be the last, but the demise of the CWHL has raised a lot of questions about the viability of professional women's hockey. Is there a demand to watch the best of the best when it comes to women's hockey? Are people prepared to pay to see that? And is it simply a case of this league not figuring out, but another league figuring it out? Or are there some, some more structural issues that these leagues are facing? So just barely a week after the Calgary Inferno were crowned the champions of the Canadian Women's Hockey League, winners of the 2019 Clarkson Cup, comes word, seemingly out of nowhere, that the league is ceasing operations altogether. A lot of questions being raised about how and why it came to that point, where this all goes from here. Is there an opportunity for the U.S.-based NWHL to come into Canada and fill that void? Is there going to be, will there be, are people demanding there be a platform to watch these women hockey players? The same female hockey players people follow very closely you know, when it's the Olympics. Joining us uh, for the latest on this story, very pleased to welcome to the program, Lisa McGregor, uh, who covers sports for Global Calgary. Lisa, thanks for making some time for us here. My pleasure. So what, what, what did happen? What do we know at this point? Well, we just heard from the general manager and the assistant coach and one player from the Players Association, part of the Inferno, and they spoke to just their reaction to the news. It sounds like all of them are very, very shocked. I mean, they most of them found out via social media yesterday morning, just like a lot of fans. So... They're optimistic, though. They do think this isn't the end, and this might just be, you know, a reason to become more prosperous and potentially join another league. So, yeah, I mean, the news did seem seem to come out of nowhere. So that's the one thing we're hearing a lot from people today is just how, how caught off guard they were by this. Absolutely. And I think, you know, I asked all of them, I said, you know, how do you not see signs of this? Do you look back and see certain struggles? And the general manager of the Inferno, Kristen Haig, did speak with members from CWHL, and they're not being open at this point about those financial records just yet. They might in the near future. But when looking back, the biggest thing they did say was, uh, Kristen Haig said, you know, fan support is an obvious thing that they do need, and they just need more resources if they were to kind of look back in hindsight of what, what would have made this league more financially sustainable. Well, and that's true. Like, I mean, they, you know, it, it operates on a tight budget. It was just a few years ago, I think, that the players started, get, started getting paid for the first time. So th- exactly. there have been economic challenges, right? Absolutely. You know, yeah, 2017 is when they started getting paid. These guys travel across the country. But, it, and, you know, but the thing is, even when their games are broadcasted, they do have a pretty decent fan base. And if anything, especially in Calgary, the women's hockey is at the top of their game. Like they've never been more promoted or had more support. So it is making it that that does make it a little more shocking as to of all the times for them to close the league. It's when they're at their best. Yeah. Which is interesting. I mean, it, 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 it speaks to the challenge though of promoting 
professional women's sports, because when it comes to women's hockey, I mean, you know, the Olympics, certainly even these world championships, you know, Canadians watch that. We know who a lot of these players are, and yet it, it doesn't seem to translate over into the, the professional game. And what, what are some of the challenges that, uh, you know, people are pointing to in, in getting this to a, a position of economic strength? Well, that's a million-dollar question because we all know how much people love watching women's hockey at the Olympic Games. It is one of the must-sees, and people just love, you know, athletes like Haley Wickenheiser, who's yeah. just been such a, a role model in the sport. So I think, you know, they just aren't getting the ticket sales, or maybe they're just not promoted enough getting maybe sponsorship deals. And they recently just lost a huge sponsor, so I'm sure that plays a big role in why they did close. But it's a matter of just, how can they take it to that next level? And maybe that means the NHL needs to step up and offer their support. And maybe that will offer more of a promotional level, more money coming in. Yeah, that would be a big step. I, I guess there is the prospect because, of course, there, there was the CWHL in Canada. There was the NWHL in the U.S., which is still operating. There, there's been some talk maybe that the NWHL could fill some of that void, add some Canadian teams. But it's pretty early at this point, isn't it? It is very early, and I don't think these ladies are thinking about, you know, where am I going to play? I think they're just kind of uniting together. I mean, a few of them are still playing in the World Championships starting on April 4th overseas. There is that optimism, though, that they could join this league. But, I mean, you have 130 players now without roles, so that's, you know, they have to make up new teams to fill those roles. And when you compare both leagues, because I did ask the general manager, what's the biggest difference? Why are they still around? And, you know, with the CWHL, it's not-for-profit, whereas the NWHL is for-profit. So who knows? I mean, their business model might be working now, but who knows how long they could last. So I think at this rate, that is an alternative that they're thinking about, or maybe they could create a team within Canada to join that league. So there's a lot of options right now. Europe is also one, but you don't want to lose all these Canadian athletes overseas. So it's it's too early to even know know yet but they are remaining optimistic and they do think that once fall comes that there will be a team well i guess we'll see what happens in the weeks ahead lisa appreciate the update here thanks so much for making some time for us this afternoon thanks for having me all right lisa mcgregor with uh, global calgary sports uh dave rowe caught up with uh, a couple of members of the inferno uh wanted to get to some of that here's uh, part of his conversation with the team's general manager Kristen haig so the league ceases to exist but as part of calgary sports and entertainment what's the status of of the inferno as a franchise does it also cease to exist are you a team in search of a home where you at yeah so the the inferno uh, every team in this league was centrally owned by the cwhl so mm-hmm. in reality when we're here we're almost here as a team of people with you know Calgary women's team X I guess um, that's um, looking to maintain an, an organization and hopefully maintaining a place in Calgary for a lot of the same players to be playing um, but yeah the the inferno does officially cease to exist as of this time the logos are the leagues and yeah, so we are no longer the Inferno. Well, you can just see just the look on your face. Just yeah. still shock here. It's just yeah. you're, you're still trying to digest all this. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, uh, I've you know invested a fair amount of time in this over the last uh, five years, and um, you know you, you kind of. Um, I knew I'd be moving on at some point personally, and then you'd pass over the reins to to whoever is going to take over, and you just consider it always moving forward. I didn't think, you know, that there'd be kind of this abrupt end to it. I thought everything was going in the right direction, and so, um, uh, you know, I think there are positive things to come out of this. Maybe there is another model and everything that we can take on. 
uh, for this to continue moving in a forward direction. And again, just you no inkling, no rumblings, nothing, uh, nothing that got the hair on the back of your neck up. No, uh, nobody. There, there was nothing said. Like I said, it was business as usual. Um, we, um, uh, if I were to speak from my experience with this organization and with this league over the last five years, obviously the first two were as a player. I didn't really know what went on operations-wise, but um, you know. Uh, Revenues have been increasing. You know, fans have been, uh, fan base is growing. So, um, and I, I saw that on a league level as well. So, um, it's, um, you know, yeah, that's the thing. If, if, if I were ever going to think that the league might have folded, it wouldn't have been right now. Uh, maybe a couple years ago, but yeah. And, you know, we're all, of course, you know, looking for the magic answer before like we leave here today. But I mean, looking at something like the WNBA, where you have a, a partnership with the NBA, you know, substitute NHL or, you know, ESPN, so it's a corporate sponsorship. Is, is that the model you think that you have to look at? Well, and so, I mean, as far as, you know, speaking personally on my own behalf, um, that's how I've always envisioned this going to the next level. You know, when you hear me talk about the need for, you know, resources and ability to reach a wider um, base and um, having some legitimacy behind what we're doing uh, for people that haven't seen us play before, um, that's how I envision it. I think being uh, partnered uh, with the NHL and and having those, you know, some of the franchises involved could, it's a model that could definitely work. Yeah, well, I, sure, I'm sure it would. Or it could, anyway, having the backing of the NHL. So is the NHL doing it because it's good business? Is the NHL doing it because they seem to maybe have an obligation of sorts uh, in doing so? Uh, here's a little bit more reaction, Dave Rowe, in conversation with uh, Dakota Woodworth, who was a player on the Inferno and a player rep on the team. So I think it was maybe Friday night or Saturday we got an email saying that we were going to have an all-league conference call, um, I think 10 a.m. Eastern time, so it was 8 a.m. our time, and then we had a um, uh, players association call with our general managers and the board and our commissioner half an hour before that. Um, so as part of the PA, we, we found out just 20 minutes before the rest of the league did, um, and they just kind of said... Listen, like we have really bad news. Like we're we're ceasing operations as of May first, um, and the head of our board and then our commissioner Jana Hefford um, spoke for a bit. They opened it up to questions, and then we basically got all the other players on the call, and then everyone else found out too. Did uh, were you caught completely by surprise? Like no inkling at all. No inkling whatsoever. Like I said just now, um, the year the women's hockey has had, it's been so crazy, and it feels really ironic to be talking about um, the success that women's hockey has had and the success that our team and our league has had this year and then we fold Um, but yeah I mean it was a complete shock as Kristen said too like we had no inclination all year Um, so yeah it was devastating it's uh, you know it's it's, to say it's only been 24 hours and here we are we're all looking for the magic answer as to what next uh, what's going to happen well what's next and what's going to happen it's a really good question Um, that's basically what we're all trying to figure out right now we have a lot of good people a lot of uh, great players on the PA and great people like Becky and Kristen that are willing to really help and um, 
we're kind of trying to figure out logistics for the next step, and I, I wish I had a plan, but I, I wish I knew a plan. I don't have one yet, but that's going to come into existence probably pretty soon here. I mean, it was interesting to hear you say, too, just you consider the yeah. players partners in, in whatever goes. You're just, you know, not em, not employees just wondering where the next check's coming from. Yeah, basically. Um, obviously, I mean, we don't do it for the money. We, we don't make a living wage anyway. We're obviously not here um, because we're making millions of dollars and having huge signing bonuses and anything like that, um, which I think makes this mission and this whole thing that much more important. Um, it's truly for the sport, and it's for the future of the sport. Um, and it's not... It's none of this is driven by any sort of individual goals or individual efforts or anything like that. It is truly, truly for the sport because it's the right move. All right, there you go. Our very own Dave Rowan conversation with Dakota Woodworth of the, I guess, now defunct Calgary Inferno. Uh, more through the afternoon uh, on Calgary Dean, and of course, tonight uh, on Sports Talk with Jock. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.